Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. This descent into decrepitude is going to be long and agonizing. Mackey and Judd. It's going to be absolutely horrific to watch. On 1500 ESPN. Look, great to see him back on the floor. James drives past Livingston and throws it down. LeBron James so aggressive offensively. Just picks up James, eight to shoot. James drives, shot blocks, count it, and one. LeBron James puts the Cavs up one with a free throw coming up. Chasing greatness time and time again, making big-time plays, gets into the thick of the Warrior defense. Grown man move, takes the contact, and scores the hoop. See, that's what we should have been celebrating last night, just a, a Herculean NBA <laughs> Jam character come to life inside that arena. And instead, we're talking about how much of an idiot J.R. Smith is and officiating, officiating gaffes. Reed Forgrave, friend of the Mackey and Judd show, CBSSports.com. You are inside the... First of all, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you back. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, you were inside the arena last night. Okay, let's just start with the J.R. Smith thing. If I'm LeBron James and there is a bunch of... There's a bunch of reasons why I'm probably leaning toward leaving Cleveland. That was the absolute last draw for me. Just staring <laughs> staring at my confused teammate who thinks that they're up by one and then lies about it in the post-game press conference, apparently. What were your thoughts and what was the vibe in the arena? Uh, the vibe in the arena was, I mean, somewhere between relief and just knowing that they got lucky, right? So lucky. Um, they should have lost that game. The Cavs are the better team, obviously. And it took a lot of help from JR's boneheadedness to the refs' uh, mistakes to let the Cavs lose that game. And it was what was interesting about it was J.R. Smith, remember, in that first quarter, he had that play where he fouled Clay Thompson, fell into his leg, injured Clay Thompson, and that looked like a really bad injury. I was shocked when Clay Thompson came out to start the second quarter. And that entire game, the crowd booed J.R. Smith every time he touched the ball. And so there was almost a sense of retribution. It was like, hey, man, you deserve this. You had this coming. Um it's, it, it is, like you said, man, such, such a shame that LeBron James can have that sort of game, uh, Herculean, uh, historic. I mean, it was a masterpiece of a game and got it taken away from circumstances that are out of his control. And that's, that's such a narrative with LeBron that his greatness, perhaps even all-time greatness, better than Michael Jordan, is always, uh, I think, sabotaged by circumstances that he can't control. Being at the game, as you saw Smith get the ball, and then slowly but surely make his way, not towards the basket, but midcourt, Reed, what's going through your your head? Because 
at home on TV, I'm watching that, and it's not processing it first for me. <laughs> I thought I missed something. I'm like, man, I must not have been following this game too closely. Yeah. They are. This game must be over. Oh, my God. What is he doing? It was, you know what, it, it reminded me of, like, my, my son, my oldest son is going to kindergarten next year. We had him in a baseball class last year, and they didn't know how to run the bases. So they would often go to third base first after getting their hits. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It's like, JR, what are you doing? You are going the wrong way. And LeBron was, <laughs> I mean, that was an iconic photo of LeBron being like, go that way. And JR just being like, huh? What are you talking about, man? God. Yeah, it was the analogy I brought to the to the table for these guys was, all right, you're going to. You're going to get married, and you're trying to pick out a best man, and you got this sort of screw-up friend from high school that, you know what, him and I were, we went through thick and thin together, and I, I'm not going to, he's not going to have to plan anything. I just need him to hold the ring for for an hour, and then give me the ring at the end of the, uh, you know, the end of the readings. And he like drops the ring into the sewer. It's like the one thing you had to do. <laughs> you got the rebound. Just either give the ball to LeBron or get a layup. You don't have to hit any threes. You don't have to play any defense. Just don't drop the ring into the sewer. And and there it is. And then I th- here's the problem. That game was so intense, and it was just so back and forth. It just, that game felt like wow. If the Cavs do pull this off, and they get to play three home games, they might have an actual chance to to win this series. But the way that they lost, it almost feels like a guaranteed sweep now. And then LeBron says peace out in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, that feels about right. I mean, it was it would have completely flipped the script on the series. And look, as much as we want to focus on Jr. By the way, I thought Ty Lue had a really funny comment afterward. We were like, he's like, we don't even know if JR was going to make the layup. It's like, oh, that's a good point. He is JR. You know, he's pretty wide open under the hoop. He screws that up, too. But uh, the, uh, once overtime started, it, 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 felt like it, was, it felt like the whole series was over because all of the momentum went from, you know, with 36.4 seconds left, yep. all the momentum is in the hands of the Cavs. They were going to win this game. They were going to – Steel won at Oracle, like the hardest part, place to play in the entire NBA. And then that awful, I think the refs ultimately made the right call, but they did it through what seemed like really shady means on the Kevin Durant switching that from a charge to a blocking foul on LeBron James. I, I get the sense that LeBron was moving, but it, it felt like they shouldn't have been able to reverse that call. And that was, that was after the game, Ty Lue, LeBron James, uh, when they were talking about this game, they weren't they weren't harping on Jr. They weren't pissed off at Jr. At least not in public. But man, were they pissed off at the refs. I mean, Ty Lue kept saying, "We got we got robbed. It ain't right." Uh, to hear things like that in a post game press conference at a game of this magnitude, it's close to unprecedented. And Reed, what what should that rule be ultimately? Because it does seem very odd to go back and review a call and overturn a call that, that's that subjective to start out with. So yeah. it, it's it, I think you're on to something here by by using the term shady. It wasn't purposely shady, but it, it was odd. What should they do there? Because they've got to come up with you know we still have this morning people going back and forth about that. So there was no clear cut right call there. No, no, there wasn't. I mean, first of all, I'm one of those guys who's either a purist or a Luddite, however you want to look at it. I just don't like replay in general. Like, it it slows down the pace of the game. I'd rather have the human element. And frankly, if the refs are able to rely on that, I think that can bring down the quality of refing in the first place. Oh, we'll make this call, and then we'll just go go to the monitor anyway. So I'm not a big fan of review to begin with. But, look, in a weird way, I do think they made the right call, right? Like, would you agree with that, that that 
was most likely a foul on LeBron because he was still slightly moving when he took the contact from Durant. I would. I didn't I, think so. I would have leaned charge, but I wouldn't fight you to the death. Like it was. Yeah. It was a coin flip. It was Steve Javi after the game. I you were you were busy doing work and writing things and creating content, but Steve Javi after the game, right when it ended, was on Scott Van Pelt show on ESPN, and he said at live speed. As a guy who's officiated for thirty years, that is one hundred percent a charge at live speed. When you huh, slow it, when you slow it down, it becomes much more fifty-fifty. And the fact that they can go and they they get to make a subjective call with the benefit of slow motion replay, it puts a little bit of doubt into it. But that was interesting. I, I, I get that the point of slow motion replay is to get every call right. I, I just think it can be overused. I think what you just said about Steve Jaffe is is, is a perfect example of that. Like. It changes the game. Baseball, I think, has the worst example of this ever. Uh, when a guy slightly slides over the bag. Oh and the pop-up slide. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so, it's so stupid. Yep. And you pop up off the bag for a millisecond, and they're going to call you out. It's against the spirit of the game. And that's what it sounds like last night was. So much of that was against the spirit of the game. And I know that if you read the rules on it, there's a lot of gray there. And I think you got to be able to give the officials some leeway. Mm-hmm. But, boy, to be able to overturn a judgment call like that just seems it seems shady. And then to, to make things worse, I thought uh, t- uh, tossing Tristan Thompson at the end or towards the, the end there made things far worse. Uh, if they come back now and they suspend Thompson for, uh, for basically throwing the ball at Draymond's face, and I guess Love took a step on the court, it's going to be yeah. ridiculous. I I think the league should deal with the officials because Tristan Thompson basically did nothing there. Get the game done with. I mean, there was no need for, for that entire thing. And by the way, Draymond started taunting him after he got tossed. Yep. No, it's true. I mean, look. It became a spectacle. I, I, my guess, and this is total guesswork, I don't think Kevin Love gets suspended for that. I think, look, he had a perfectly reasonable explanation that he was complaining to the refs, and as soon as the scuffle broke out, he went back to the court. And the video, uh, the video replay, here I am going back to video replay. But if you look at the replay, it confirms that. Tristan's a more difficult case. He threw a ball in another player's face. Under normal circumstances, I would say that suspending him is absolutely uh, at least up for discussion. In this case, for two reasons. One is Draymond. And, like, I think people, like, put an asterisk next to when anyone overreacts to Draymond. But number two for the NBA to double down on the mistakes that were made in game one by suspending Tristan Thompson for game two, it would just leave such a bad taste in fans mouths. I think, I think the context needs to come up there and that's, that's what I fully expect the NBA to do whenever that is now. Yeah. Reed Forgrave uh, is with us here from CBS sports. He was inside the arena covering the game last night. Uh, Just real quick back to the first half. The, the the other J.R. Smith screw up too was him trying to trying to dive in with two seconds to go in the second quarter for a steal at half court on Steph Curry, which like if you if you steal that ball successfully, what happens? You launch a half court prayer instead of just I making mean, it tougher to for Steph fair, Curry. J.R. can make half court prayers. I think he made one early in the playoffs, right? Like at the end of the third quarter or something. And he and that was in his mind, right? I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to pick the pocket here, <laughs> and and instead, what the, the Cavs had a chance with a double digit lead to, at the very least, go into halftime with a lead, and instead they go in and it's all erased. And I thought, that's we're not talking about that as much because of so many things that happened in the second half, but that was a major, major 
uh, momentum boost for Golden State going into halftime. Yeah, I mean it's that's when you have when you have a player like Jr. It's like you you know that you're going to have some of the bad that goes with the good. It, it's it's like having Lance Stevenson on your team. It's like having Manny Ramirez on your team. It's just <laughs> Jr. being Jr. It doesn't excuse it, but when you sign into a contract, you know. You're not going to change the guy. LeBron's not going to be able to change the guy. So that was, I agree with you. Uh, that was a really dumb play. Uh, especially you give Steph Curry a clean look from, what was it, probably 40 feet out, 35 feet. That's, that's for Steph, is kind of a, a pretty high percentage shot. So, yeah, it was, there's so many, everything has to go right for Cleveland to win a game in this series. Uh, and, it, and it could. We saw almost everything go right yesterday. LeBron was amazing. I thought Kevin Love had a great game. Um, with the exception of Jordan Clarkson, um, the supporting cast was there. They were good enough, uh, except for JR's mistakes and the officials, uh, let's call it what it is, the officials screwing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, among great performances, sir, that, that you've seen and covered in your career, where does what LeBron did last night rank for you? Oh, gosh. I mean, certainly the best performance in a loss. Uh yeah, I mean, I, it's hard because I was at that uh, that Viking playoff game just uh, this past year when uh, Stefan Diggs made that play, and that was there was something special to that mm-hmm. uh, that we didn't see. Maybe because I'm a little bit invested with the home team uh, living in Minneapolis. Uh, maybe it's just because the game just fell over. Like everyone, I had two Saint scouts sitting in front of me in the press box, and they were. They, they were John. Like, they were so excited, and they were – that whole second half, they were pumped, and then that happened, and they just literally picked up their stuff and walked out without saying a word. Um, walked in front I, of a I bus. I kind of appreciate it. You're not supposed to talk in the press box like that. Come on, guys. Yeah. Exactly. But, no uh, chair in the yeah. press box, Reed. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. i, I got to be honest. I think I, I, I said a not uh, not safe for work uh, word very loudly in the press box after Stefan Diggs made that play. Yeah. But, uh, man, it was right up there. Like, Le- what LeBron did – it's, I mean, this is the story of LeBron's career. He is, he's an all-time great. He is going for the greatest of all time, and yet circumstances outside of his control, uh, whether, it's, whether it's the officials, whether it's J.R. Smith being an idiot, whether it's Kyrie deciding that he wants his own team, whether it's him just having a trash supporting cast around him, they get in the way of LeBron James having a chance at surpassing Michael Jordan. And it's a shame because he was, it was it was a masterpiece that he painted last night. Yeah, man, I, I'm still mad. I'm still mad oh, at his yeah. teammates on behalf of him. So <laughs> and the officiating. Yep. Reed, great stuff, dude. Great catching up, and enjoy the rest of the series. See you, Reed. All right, sounds great, guys. Thanks. All right, Reed Forgrave, uh, based in the Twin Cities, covers basketball, college basketball, and NBA for for CBS Sports, and uh, he's been a friend of the show for a few years. You know what? Let's go two contestants here. Make it even tougher on. Well, not tougher, I guess. It's going to be tough either way on Intermax. Intermax is going to dive into the game show Friday Waters here. Callers 4 and 5, 651-646-8255, We'll give away some prizes. Uh, Every Friday around this time, my guy, Dale Tondrick, uh, we sit down, we have conversations about retirement planning, about financial planning. It's the Friday Financial Playbook. Let's dive into a conversation here with Dale and uh, myself. Mackie and Judd now continue. I thought I'd be more excited than this. On 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday! It is Game Show Friday with Mackie and Judd! 
Here are your hosts, Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgan. Hello, everybody. What's up? We are here for Game Show Friday. We have a couple different prizes to give away here. Two pairs of VIP tickets to St. Paul Summer Beer Fest. That's a week from tomorrow, Saturday, June 9th, 1 to 5 at the State Fairgrounds. Judd's ears just perked up. Really? Judd heard Summer Beer Fest. I didn't know Saturday, that. Saturday, June 9th, 1 to 5 at the State Fairgrounds. Oh. And uh, Judd is making plans already. I was going to go to the Twins, but maybe not. I don't think you need to go to the Twins anymore. <laughs> you think I could put that on? There's all? always next year. Not my ticket to summer? Is that what you're saying? Ticket to Bummer. Oh, I remember that one. We also have a copy of The Pact by UFC fighter Cody Garbrandt, a book about Garbrandt's upbringing and his friendship with a young fan with cancer. And we always have t-shirts and different swag and whatever. Koozies. So let's actually, let's get the callers on the line here. Uh, Greg, are you with us? Yes, sir. And Nick, are you calling for Game Show Friday or you just want to sit here and uh, watch Tiger Woods tee off with us and follow the round for the rest of the show. Back is killing me. I, I tell you what, I'm just sitting out here on the range uh, beating some balls before going into the shop to work and uh, had the app playing. I figured I'd call in. Nice. Uh, Tiger, by the way, he's off and running. He did hit a fairway wood off the first tee and Tiger Tracker Twitter said he doesn't like it. But that's well, okay. There's 17 more holes. And, you know, whatever. As long as the back's okay. Yep. Uh, so this is this is the first time we've ever brought intern Max into Game Show Friday. So Dave Harrigan, tell the audience what game we're playing and how this came about. It's very cl- uh, very simple. The game is called Ask Intern Max. Right, Ask Intern Max. Here we go. Yep. So apparently Intern Max is a so we had the spelling bee going on and this sort of started with okay. It's, can you spell things in Intermax? Well, my hidden talent is geography, right? <laughs> yeah, you're correct. I was in eighth grade, and I uh, I won the geography B for the school, Jackson, wow. Jackson Middle School. Uh, I honestly didn't even really want to be there. I had a basketball game to go to, wow. but uh, ended up winning it anyway. So uh, oh, look at you! Yeah. So you just rolled out of no, bed. And you just just rolled out of bed. Humble it brag. goes further than I that. Go. He won like the regional B yeah, too, well, so, and went to state and was basically a semifinalist. Yeah. So after I won the school, I had to take like a written test for the districts. I passed that. I must have had to get a certain score. And then they invited me to St. Cloud State with like fifty other people to compete, and uh, they split each of us up into ten into five different rooms of ten people and I didn't get out of the room because the winner of each room went to the final. Okay. I didn't get but, out of that. So but, you no. so is it the it, does this go just beyond you know the capitals of each state? Like you what, how far does your knowledge reach? He's a here? savant. Yeah, I mean obviously you gotta know the capitals, but uh, like I I think the the question that I lost out on was like what's the main crop of this large Caribbean island or the largest Caribbean island and I said and it was Sugar cane and I was what's the largest island and I said Haiti and I was totally totally wow. wrong. Yeah, what it, a was, moral. It, it was Cuba, boy. So obviously, uh, like, so like those type of questions, okay. not all capitals and stuff. Well, Dave has put together here for Ask Intern Max sports related geography questions. Yeah. We have six of them, and where Greg and Nick come in, the way this works is we're going to ask six questions, and Greg and Nick, you don't even have to know geography. Your only role here is to decide, will intern Max know the right answer or not? Oh, God. Okay? So, Nick, you can, you can, you can even be hitting golf balls and answer these questions, uh, yes or no, very easily. <laughs> so we'll, go, we'll start with this one. Max, don't answer until we tell you to answer, okay? All right. 
What are the two northernmost cities to have hoisted uh, to hoisted to have ho- to have hoisted a white a white seaweeds game? I want to hoist something. To have ho- what are the two northernmost cities to have hosted a World Series game? Greg, will intern Max know the correct answer? If I know it, can I answer it? Or no, no, you have no. no. Your knowledge does Just not yes matter no. at all in this game. I will say he will. Nick, do you think Max will know the correct answer? He will not. All right. Intern Max, what are the two northernmost cities to have hosted a World Series game? All right, so obviously one of them is Minneapolis. Now the second one is interesting. We'll give him 10 seconds here. Don't yell at the answer. Greg couldn't help himself. Is there (laughs) Canada? Toronto? So close. Why? It's in Canada. It's not. Toronto it, is, but the well, Toronto, answer wait, is. Toronto is in Canada. Yeah, of, yeah. It's sort of a trick question. It's right a, there. it's a, it's kind of a Bush League question. But uh, Bloomington <laughs> is the other correct <laughs> answer. Oh, Way to go, Hamden. At the Met. At the Met. Yes. How is that a trick question? Bloomington, Minnesota well, held a World oh, Series game. He's thinking wait, two wait, wait, different wait. cities and right. different states. And Bloomington are I'm the sorry, same. did I say which state? Did I say <laughs> province? No the question said city, Don't dummy. get defensive. No one's passing judgment. It okay. was just, it was difficult. All right, so Nick is up one to nothing here. Let's go to this one, Judd. What are the two cities in the United States to have hosted multiple Olympic games? Don't answer yet, yeah. Max. Okay. Yeah. Will... Nick, we'll start with you. Yes or no? Will intern Max get this? No. Greg? No coffee. Yes or no? Yes. All right. Okay, so the question is two cities. Two cities in the U.S. to have hosted multiple Olympic games. So Toronto doesn't count? No, obviously. It's not Bloomington. And and it was never in Bloomington. Los Angeles definitely counts. Once again, struggling on the second part. I like how he admits it. This is better than Judd and I would be doing. I know. I know Atlanta had one, but I'm gonna. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Atlanta. Maybe they had two. No, they didn't. I would have had a fighting chance at that one. Lake Placid is the other correct answer. Yes, I was thinking Salt Lake City or Park City too. Those were wrong too. Dave is so mean. Why are you being so mean to him? So mean. Why are you being so mean? Get three. If I get three, Dave wants to prove to himself that Max is not that smart. I will say, in the this is the fifth summer intern we've had for the Mackie and Judd show. Max already in two weeks is top two or three. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I take that with pride. Maybe not after this game show. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Nick has a two nothing lead here. Ask intern Max. Here's the question: Alpine skiing events at the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics. Took place on Whiteface Mountain in New York. Whiteface is part of which mountain range? Don't answer yet, Max. Greg, will he know the answer or not? He hasn't known anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gotten part of each answer correct. He just hasn't known the whole thing. This is one answer. Um, I want to say he's gonna know that. He's finally. gonna. He's gonna okay. know it. So Greg, oh. Greg keeps the faith. All right, Nick. Nick? No. Yeah, I love Nick. Nick's just like, no. <laughs> Nick has no idea Nick's what the like, question is. He's hitting golf balls and picking up the phone. No. <laughs> All right, Max. Uh, Alpine oh. skiing events at the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics took place on Whiteface Mountain in New York. Whiteface is part of which mountain range? This is totally wrong, but 
Yeah, it's I'll say Appalachian Mountains, but it's absolutely not that. Yeah, that's wrong. I don't even know how to pronounce this. The Adirondack, uh, Adirondack, the Adirondack oh, Mountains. Adirondack. Yeah. Yep. Adirondack Mountains. I wouldn't have gotten that. You've really slipped since eighth grade. Yeah. A lot of us do. A lot of us. Is that it? Is that it? That's correct. Three is six. So I got it. We keep, keep going. going. No. All right, let's keep going. We're keep gonna, going. We'll go. We'll go through all. all right. Both you guys are going to win a prize. Regardless. Nick, we'll start. With, we'll start with you. Whether Max will intern, Max will get this question. I gotta get this. Tennis star <laughs> Novak Djokovic was born in the capital city of what is now known as a socialist republic of Serbia. What is that capital city? Nick, will intern Max get this one? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Greg, are you going to go four for four on yeses? Well, actually, Greg, ha- if Greg wants to tie, Greg, you have to go opposite Nick here. So, okay. so we're just going to. I was, was going to say he'd get it anyhow. So, okay, okay, okay. all right. So, uh, yeah, do you want to float that again yes. real quick for Max? No- yeah. Novak Djokovic, Max, was born yeah. in the capital city of what is now known as a socialist republic of Serbia. What is that capital city? Uh, my guess is Sarajevo. <laughs> That would be incorrect because it's Belgrade. Belgrade. Belgrade is the correct answer. Can you spell Belgrade? Belgrade. We should just do that. Let's That's just switch this to a spelling language. Belgrade. 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 Intern Max got that one right. All right, let's let's forge ahead here. The next three Open Championship tournaments, the British Open, will be held in three different countries. What are those three countries? <laughs> Nick will will intern. <laughs> Nick, I'll put you down for a no. We'll put you Nick, put Nick down Nick's for a no. Nick's in the golf ball right now. <laughs> he's, he's working on his sixty the, degrees. Greg, the cell phone's in the. Greg, cart. are you still do you still have faith, Greg? My faith has left the. Uh, <laughs> Greg we'll put you was both my guy. Down, we'll put you both down for a no. All right. Greg was my guy. He was. All right, Max. What? The British Open, three different countries the next three years. What are those three countries? Not that many to choose from. Well, we have England. Mm-hmm. We'll go Scotland. And we will go Ireland. You know what? We're gonna gonna go no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yes, we're not. That is not correct. Yes. Where to go, Max? Got it. That is not correct. Where to go? It is Northern Ireland. That is a separate country. You know what? That is a no, buzz. No, today on the Mac no. and Judd show. It's close enough. Max, Canada, US, you guys whatever. are so nice. This close show enough. builds people up. We don't tear them no, down. No, Way no, to go. No. If he had said whales, you guys would have given him that, you clowns. <laughs> All right, here's the last one. All right. All right hey, go I ahead, got Judd. one. What is the most populous U.S. state not home to either an NBA, NFL, NHL, <laughs> or MLB franchise? Wow. The most populous U.S. state not home to... An NBA, NFL, NHL, or MLB franchise. Not Alaska. Uh, Nick, what, do you think Intern Max is going to know the last question, Nick? I think he's going he's gonna to finish strong, even though he didn't deserve the last one. Oh, thank you. Right. Okay, Nick says yes. Greg, what about you? Um, Greg, he has no yeah, chance. It doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> okay we'll you put you for really, it. In reality, matter. nothing matters, really. Yeah. All right, so most populous state no. without a major four team? Yep. Most populous state without a major force. This lot of things to say, like New York or something. A lot of things to think about. No, here. no, no. It's we got to think. We'll about give you a few here. seconds. Here. Me, I got it. There's 50 states. There's a lot to process right, here. Got, hey, you got that right. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. 
thinking out east somewhere. Let's go Connecticut. Oh, actually, Connecticut's probably pretty close. Virginia is Virginia. apparently yeah. the correct answer. So terrible showing today. That's Congratulations, Greg and Nick. We'll put you guys on hold. Got one right. No, he didn't. Yeah, I'm counting it. You know, you can. There's momentum to be had after that fifth question, though. I think you were you were <laughs> in the right building. Is he going to build off that? <laughs> yeah. Good in the locker room. It's tough. It's tough. I'll go back and we'll figure it out. Go look at the film. Go listen yeah. back to the it's audio. It's easily correctable, Max. Yeah. Uh, does, does questions have a nice trio of preguntas for us next year, Dave? Questions does, including you guys will be put to the test in a sports spelling oh bee going go. up against each other. Oh, look at the look at the time. Looks like I gotta go. It's too bad. Uh, let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota first here, six ninety four and Brooklyn Boulevard, where uh, the Luther Lounge is uh, one of my favorite places to just sort of hang out to get work done. It's weird. I, I've gone in for oil changes sometimes, which maybe takes what thirty minutes, and I'll be in there like an hour and a half later, and they'll say, um, "Are you gonna are you gonna get your car and go home?" The best part about for for my money, Luther Brookdale Toyotas, uh, besides the cars and the service and the people and the family like atmosphere. It's the spacious lounge area where you've got a play area for the kids. You've got complimentary snacks and coffee and tea. You've got two massive 70-inch flat-screen TVs, so if there's something on TV you want to watch, you don't have to uh, worry about missing it. you got six workstations with cable TVs built into them as well, and just a, a, a full slate of chairs and comfortable places to sit. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of the highlights of the best service department and dealerships in the Twin Cities on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Bill Mackey, Judd Zogad. Different guys. Uh, I, they're least, very different. At least the little bit of the personalities I've seen. Yeah, uh, they, they're, their they're, personalities they probably are... don't go out at night together. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right. I'd laugh more, but we're about to be... I'm not laughing at we're, anybody. We're about to be put to the fire here, apparently, with a spelling bee. We're so. not doing well in games. All right, go ahead, Dave. Not going to start with the spelling bee. We'll wrap up with that. <laughs> of course. Let's start with uh, let's start with the hoops last night. Let's just say the referees didn't go and reverse that call. Let's just say... J.R. Smith grabs that rebound, puts it back in, and the Cavs win game one. They steal game one at Oracle Arena in Oakland from the Golden State Warriors. Who's the number one guy you're ripping today? Hmm. Hmm. You know what? Go ahead. I got to look at something real quick here that I didn't explore beforehand, but I think it might be, I think he might be the primary talker. Kevin Durant? Yeah. My gut says Kevin Durant. Yep, or or like actually, that. you know who it might be? Did you did you guys see that shacked in a fool moment with JaVel McGee last night? <laughs> yes. Where he stuffed himself that on the was, side of the rim. Yeah, He's like seven feet good. tall. He literally jumped up to dunk it uncontested and just like fell short of the rib. He's seven something. J.R. Right? Smith completely took him, him off the hook, too, because that <laughs> highlight would have been all over this morning. Yeah, for sure. If I, it, he hadn't screwed up. That's where you need the TNT crew because Shaq, well, Shaq. Took a lot of flack from people for being too hard on JaVale McGee, but for yeah. God's sakes, the guy's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Steph Curry went bonkers for a while there, but Kevin Durant went one for seven from three-point range, eight for 22 f- uh, overall from the field. Uh, he did grab some yeah. rebounds and dish out some assists, but he was he was pretty bad from the field. 
And I think you could kind of point the finger at him. Clay Thompson came back after what looked like it should have been a maybe a series ending knee injury. But um it wasn't it, that's the thing. If the Cavs would have won that game, it wasn't that, oh man, the Warriors just completely fell asleep. The Warriors were throwing haymakers too. They knocked down 13 threes, so they shot well from downtown. They played defense. LeBron just hit some crazy shots and went on a three-point barrage at one point. So I don't know if there'd be a huge takedown of the Warriors compared to just the praising of LeBron James right. going off for 51-8-8. Eight and eight. I, I think if if there, there was actually going to be a party that would have been open to even more criticism than they're getting today, and they're going to get a lot, it's officiating probably. We'd probably be t- talking about, because that whole charge thing is still a weird, it's really weird to to decide, okay, we're going to review a play that's that subjective. So I think if there was going to be be a fall guy from uh, last night's game and Cleveland had won and J.R. Smith hadn't screwed up, we'd still be talking about the officials quite a bit. Uh, but Durant definitely w- would have been, dis- his game would have been brought up a lot more. And now it's basically been ignored. But but the praise today for LeBron would have been constant. Yeah, actually, well, here's instead an, of just an but, aside. But here's maybe another angle. If if the Cavs had won, and the question is, okay, who would we have been ripping on today? I think we'd still be ripping on LeBron's teammates because the question would be, if this is what it takes to win a game at the end of the fourth quarter, fifty-one points and eight rebounds and eight assists and nineteen of thirty-two from the like, I had fifty-one points on thirty-two shots, which is ridiculous. I think you'd then even still get some, okay, uh, Jeff Green, it's time to show up. You played 36 minutes, need more than seven points. Why is Jordan Clarkson in this league? He was so bad. Jordan Clarkson is an incompetent basketball player. He's going to say incapable, too. He's both. Yeah, he's just not any good. uh, It's false confidence and bravado, and it's just like him being in over his head, swallowed up by the moment. He took nine shots. And all of them were terrible. He was two for nine, yes. Question number two, if the Minnesota Twins season continues to go as it has gone thus far and they just eventually circle the drain and it's yucky all the way through, what is the most drastic change either during this season, perhaps leading up to the trade deadline, or in the off season that you can envision Team Falvey and Levine making. I'll go first. I could see them. I could see them after the year, despite the fact it might not be his fault totally. Paul being fired because he's not their guy, and they made it. They made it abundantly clear through their actions of not signing him to a contract extension until the team had made the playoffs. They made it abundantly clear that he was not their guy, and and now I think that the fact that he signed an ironclad three year contract means that he, he won't be fired and clearly the Polats like him a lot. But I also could see a case being made by those two saying, you know what, the the performance and and what transpired in two thousand eighteen is what we expected in two thousand and seventeen. And if that had been the case, a change um w- would have been made. So I could see that being the absolute most drastic. My guess is it doesn't happen, but I am pretty convinced that these guys never were all that enamored with the idea of signing Paul to that contract extension. Yeah, but they they do they do like Paul since they got to know him. I would have a really hard time believing that Jim Polad would approve eating two years of Paul Molitor's contract. The guy who mandated that Paul Molitor manage out the last year of his contract the first time this was That'd a discussion. Be drastic, uh, so I, I think so. The spirit of the question isn't like a roster move, right? It's more. Account of, or could it be anything? It's whatever you feel it should be. Yeah, I, roster or otherwise. I mean, I think they're going to try and trade Sano again, but I would say 
this isn't as drastic as judges brought up. I would say they could scapegoat a James Rousen hitting coach. Hey, the two most important young players in this franchise right now are Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton. And one guy only gets a hit one way, which is pitch left over the inner half. He belts it out to left field, and the other guy can't make contact with a watermelon. So you could look and say there's just not chemistry between or it's whatever it is. like The working relationship isn't producing results between James Rousen and the two most important young hitters in the organization. You're saying he's swinging a watermelon? Or the projectile being thrown is a the watermelon. The projectile being thrown is a okay. watermelon, and he still can't hit it. Square it up. If you're yeah. swinging a watermelon, that would be hard. I would think that would be difficult. No, swinging at it. What did I say? Well, you just said can't make contact with a watermelon. I didn't yeah. know if he was swinging oh, a watermelon or the can't watermelon. Can't make contact on a watermelon. Okay, it was just, or when a watermelon is coming at you and you're holding a bat. Sounded tough. Yeah. That's Either way. like. Me. I mean... Do we have a choice? No. Okay. You absolutely do not. Okay. Here's how it's going to work. <laughs> I have four names for each of you to spell. Phil, the ones you are going to get are all Minnesota North Stars players. Oh, my God. <laughs> John, the names you are going to get are all current or former professional wrestlers. Yes. Okay. So here's how it's going to go. Fair enough. This I'm going to give... Fill a name first. Let's say it's Madonna. All right. If you spell it correctly, you get two points since that is in Judd's wheelhouse. If you cannot spell it correctly, Judd can steal for a point. Wow. Should, we, should we take a break and do this when we come back? We can do that. Okay. Let's collect ourselves. <laughs> and I'm going to, I need to Google Madonna just to make sure. <laughs> exactly. All right. Hang on. Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Hurry up. On 1500. ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. One of the most absurd things you can do in sports media. On 1500 ESPN. Oh boy. All right. Yeah, Ready this, for this? This is where we get our comeuppance for making fun of intern Max and his uh, why lack I, of geography skills. why I tread lightly. This. Yeah. All right. The rules again. Phil, you will get four names. Judd will also get four names. If you can answer them correctly when you are provided the name, you get two points. If you can steal from your opponent after a miss, you get one point. Wow. I shall keep track. Are you ready? This could be... Okay, what's the over-under on points needed to win? A half? Three, is anyone going to get to three points? We have a tiebreaker in case of a tie, which would likely be at zero. Okay. So that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just, start I, with... I would just like to say that I think I've got two names in my mind of North Stars that I think you're going to throw at me. One of them I have zero chance. The other one I think I'm going to get for okay. sure. Okay. We'll see if they come, uh, okay. come up here. We'll start with you then. Cicerelli. Okay. That wasn't one of them. Cicerelli. Can we, can we use pen and paper? Do As you care? in Dino Cicerelli. Yeah, you can, but let's let's hurry it up here. Let's not make the listener wait too long. All right. Dino to, I'm trying to decide how many Cicerelli. C's, R's, and L's are in this. Actually, none of either of them. It's all P's and Q's. <laughs> C. Good start. I. C. A. R. Can I finish the rest and come back to the middle of it or no? Well, I would say no because you've already screwed up. Shoot. Two C's. Actually, three C's. But three the C's, two, really? Yes. C-I-C-C. But then wouldn't it be Cicerelli? A-R-E-L-L-I. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's... Why does he need three C's in the first four letters? We'll talk about it. <laughs> hey, Dino. 
I guess Change he could have stolen that. Oh, can, like, can Judd Steele no, now? I can't, I can't now, though. Oh, go you, ahead. I didn't finish it. Well, yeah, but I, it's uh, C-I-C-C-A-R-E-L-L-I. I'll give you that. Sorry, I kind of helped him out there. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I was deciding how many R's, and I, it didn't matter. All right, Judd. All right. Your first name is the actual real name of the wrestler Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You get the last name, Levesque. Paul Levesque is the name of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Can you spell Levesque? Country of origin? Triple H. Okay, just to make sure, it's Levesque? Yes. Did you give him a country of origin? Triple H. Triple H. United States. Can you use that in a sentence for me? Um, You are going to spell Levesque incorrectly. Yes, I am. L A V E S K. Not even close. <laughs> All right. Are you going to wait till we're done spelling to buzz, or are you going to buzz like the minute that we're wrong? I'll wait till you're done. Okay. I believe it's L E V E S Q U E. How about this guy? Nice. Bang. That's, see. We need, we need about, Mike Breen to do some commentary. I'm all commentary. about congratulating you. Yeah. We are square was, at very one point good. each. Playing to our strengths. Uh, yep, yeah, exactly. Back to you. Spell Malosh. That was the one. I knew that was the one. Malosh. I knew that was the one. Son of a. I told Judd. He's going to give me Malosh. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> you heard yesterday because I talked about him yesterday. Gilles Malosh. Malosh. Can you use that in a sentence? Do you want me to just buzz it now? No. I'm going to take a shot here. Okay. Let me change the game show music, get a different vibe here. <laughs> M-E-L-A-S-C-H-E. No. M-E-L-O-C-H-E. <laughs> I was close, though. I even had the vowel in the right spot there. All right, Judd with two points, vowel. having stolen two from Phil. Phil with one point, having stolen from Judd. <laughs> Judd, spell the last name of Andre the Giant. Rusimov. Rusimov. Country of origin, France. Rusimov. It, but it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's not gonna be what I'm spelling it as. So I will say. Rusimov. R e u s i m o v e. I think it's that with an F instead of a V on the end. Spell it all the way, please. R E O U S E M O F. R O U S S I M O F. That's right. how we spell right. Rusimov. Okay. Judd, right. halfway through with a 2-1 lead. I, I, I thought you were going to ask Judd to spell the giant. <laughs> Andre. Andre. <laughs> Phil. I need, I, need, I need points here fast. The name, and I'm going to have you spell the first name this time, of Caesar Maniago. Spell Caesar as in Caesar Maniago. All right. I have no idea. So I'm just going to go uh, C A E S. A R. Yeah. This is for yeah. C E S A R E. 
Congrats. Well, it's not over yet, but M-A-N-I-A-G-O. Phil, or excuse me, Judd. In fairness, Andre the Giant was before my (laughs) true wrestling days. Mm -hmm. Okay, You're giving wheelhouse wheelhouse players to Judd here. No, Maniago was way before me. (laughs) You was old. playing before Be I was born. Before I was born. It was before my time. Judd, spell the last name of the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, if I ever looked this one up, I could have gotten this one. DiBiase. No pressure here. DiBiase. You got a two point lead. This doesn't. DiBiase. This is for the game, basically, right here. Yes. I, mathematically, I don't. Because how really many do is. I have left? One? Yes. D-I-A-B-A-S. Yeah, if Judd nails this, this is it. I'm not going to, though. Um. DiBiase. D I A B A S I A. It would be D I, and then just to show off, capital B I A S E. Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. Nice. D lowercase I, capital B I A S E. Very nice. Yes. All right. All right. So what, what do we got here? It's three to two. Three to two, and we go and we back one- to Phil. Okay. You can jump ahead here if you can correctly spell, and believe me, you have no chance. <laughs> this is like you're giving me like foreign names. This is ridiculous. Oh, just what wait. Hockey players. <laughs> he was a goaltender. How about Park? The... Park. No. P A R K. No, can't do that. Okay. No, he played for the Wild, not the North Stars. Right, the North enough. Stars names. Uh, goaltender Yarmo Millis. You have to spell the last name of Yarmo. Millis. Country of origin? Not here. I don't even know if I know this one. Europe something. Millis? Yes. Millis. I don't even... If I lose this, it sounds like Judd's going to be confused, too. I could still tie if he doesn't know the last one, yes. so it's not over yep. yet. Yeah. Um, Armo Millis. I mean, all right. Not- M- M-I-L-A-C-E. Millis. Mm, that is not... <laughs> Yarmo Millis. When did Yarmo Millis play for, for the North Stars? Can I get years of uh, competition? Uh, a ways back. Years of competition. The kids get better than that. The little brats get more than that. From, yeah, well, uh, I need a better staff. We got a minute and a half here, by the way. Millis. Millis. M, I, I don't know. M. Millis. M-Y-L-I-S? I don't know. M-Y-L-L-Y-S. Pretty good. All right. Okay. 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 Well, okay. okay. One more and then maybe a tiebreaker. We got a minute left. Judd, spell Ray Mysterio. The entire thing. Ray Mysterio. The whole first and last. Yes. Oh, so it's not Ray. It's, uh, um, I'll start with, I'll start because I'll probably be wrong on Ray. R-E-Y. You guys and last one. name too. Oh, okay, and Mysterio, M Y S T E R O, R E Y M Y S T E R I O. Oh no, the show's about to end. Thirty seconds. Well, it looks like we're going to end in a tie. <laughs> it looks like today's game is going to end in uh, no shootout today, folks. The first person to tell me the fifth letter in the word Gallahorn wins. G J A H. Yeah. A. A. Oh. Is it L? Yes! Yes! <laughs> Take that! See you on Monday! Or, or not! We don't know! <laughs> no. <laughs>